1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. So here we are approaching mid-August. What's it looking like out there on the real estate market? It's looking very good. It it is really looking kind of like a spring market because if you remember last August 2017, uh, we only had 964 sales for the region, which was better than July. So August was actually not a bad month for sales in, in terms of, uh, you know, month to month. But this year, on the first day in August, did I tell you how many homes we sold? On no. the first day in the region, we sold 40 homes. Oh, my goodness. So with that pace, if we were to take that across August, you're looking at 1,240 potential sales, which is a 28% increase. So I'm I'm really curious as to you know what the numbers work out in the next three weeks because we we could have back to back months where you know we had the over thirty percent increase in July and now almost a thirty percent increase in August that's going to help us in, in terms of numbers for the year because remember we used to be down about fifty percent for the year and now we're looking like we'll be down about thirty this could help us get closer to the twenty percent and by the end of the year we may be pretty close. Wow. And I've got so many questions and comments right now. So let me start with um, that average day then. You said uh, August 1st, you sold 40 homes. That's not typical, is it? Or is it? There's a lot of pent-up demand. It's not typical for August at all. But there was so much pent-up demand. Now people are scrambling because they still want their homes before their kids start school. So you're starting to see a flurry of activity right now. And and people want to get in. You're starting to see closings go into September and October because they still have to sell their home. Or you know, it takes 30 to 60 days for them to close on a home. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Is it still possible then to make this happen before the kids go back to school? At this point... August 11th, no, <laughs> but you don't, You could. You could actually close within two weeks or so, but everything has to fall into place. You have to have your financing ready. The lawyers have to be ready with the title searches. So you could make it happen, but in reality, you're looking at a mid-September to late-September close for a quick closing, and then you're looking at an October close for like a normal type of closing. Now, you took us back to... August of 2017. If we go back to the beginning of 2017, that was a crazy busy, not a typical year. And then it really came to a halt, right? It came to a halt on April 23rd when all those changes were announced. And May, June, July, there were fairly quiet months. August, we saw a little bit of a rebound because people wanted to get in. That's around the time when they announced that, hey, in January, there's going to be something called a stress test coming up, which we talked about last week. And people started to say, well, I better get into a home before I need to qualify for the stress test. So August, September, you saw a little bit of a flurry, and then it quieted down again. We started off this year really quiet, and you know we heard... Uh, why there was a hundred thousand people that did not qualify because of the stress test. Now you're starting to see, you know, the stress test is the new reality, it's a new norm, and people are now comfortable with 
what it takes to buy a house. And, and there's been a shift in the marketplace, too. So you're starting to see sales climb up. And it's it's really good to see that the confidence has returned. We also had it was an election year. There was so much that happened. Interest rates went up. But now that everyone, everything has kind of settled and people are seeing, hey, everything's all right out there and I'm okay going out and buying now. So sales are on the rise. Does that mean that um, the cost of buying a home, the price of a home is on the rise as well? The price of the home has been on a rise uh, since January. So if you look at the average price and what it was at the end of December and what it was at the end of July, uh, it, it's gone up. And you're looking at about a 10% increase from last December. So you want to make sure that you're getting in because each month the price is climbing, even if it's 1% or 2%, the price is going up. And what that's doing is it's taking away from your your buying power because that's money that you could already be capitalizing on. So the price is going up, interest rates are going up. What do you think in terms of interest rates this fall? Do you think that they're going to go down a bit and maybe that will bolster confidence even more? I, I Not being a mortgage professional or a forecaster, I, I'm going to say that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a quarter point reduction or if they maintain it the same. Our economy has been so strong that, you know, they were able to increase at a quarter point. And as we've seen with the sales in the housing market, they were right. So, you know, we it, it didn't it, there was no detrimental effect for having that quarter point increase that we just did. But as we head into the fall, I can see it coming down a quarter point. And what's your advice then to listeners who maybe are hesitant, sitting on the fence, undecided? Are you saying uh, jump in because it's not going to go any lower? It's not. And typically when you look at the real estate market, even when you have a little blip, it keeps going up afterwards. So, you know, you're still going up. You're, you're in a good position to purchase right now because you're not going to be paying the 10% over asking or the 8% over asking or even the 4% over asking. You're going to get stuff for asking. If it's priced properly, you're going to get stuff for the asking price. So it's a great time for you to get in because if you if you think about it from that perspective, not having to pay 10% of a asking price this year is like a 10% savings. Okay. So when we come back, a story of stolen iPads and one person's generosity. You want to stick around for this one. And still ahead, this week's hot listing. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. You know, Tina, we, we always hear about people giving back and, and contributing to, you know, the place where they're from and, and helping out their community or children, children's hospitals in their community. There's one person that goes above and beyond every day, and this gentleman's name is Vince Mirabelli from REMAX in Thunder Bay. He's known within the REMAX system as one of the ones with the biggest heart. And there was a story that came out last week that I wanted to, to bring to our listeners' attention and, and just to showcase how generous Vince is and, and how realtors help their communities. And, you know, Vince found out that there was a hospital in London that had 
a number of iPads stolen. And these were for the children at the hospital. And I'm going to let Vince talk a little bit about uh, what happened. So Vince, welcome to our show. Thank you, Asif. Thank you for having me. Vince, tell us a little bit about what happened in London and how you found out about this and what went through your mind. So uh, last Monday morning, I was uh, opening up my email and uh, the email came from the CEO of the hospital. Now, it was an email blast, um, but the way it was worded, it looked like it was coming directly to me. So it said, Vince, I need your help. So that caught my attention. So I opened up the email and I read the story about how uh, these three iPads were stolen from uh, London Sick Kids Hospital, and um, and how they were gonna they wanted to raise money to uh, to replace them, and if they raised more, they were gonna purchase more for other areas of the hospital. So right away, uh, when I read that, uh, a lot of children from Thunder Bay go to London Sick Kids to uh, to get treatment. So and I just finished spending a week with one of the children. Uh, who's their child champion, who's from Thunder Bay uh, for London. And so um, after spending a week with him, it's, it inspired me to replace the three iPads that went missing right away. And then whatever money they raised on top of that, I said, great, you know, we'll purchase other ones for other areas of the hospital. Unbelievable. That's amazing. And, and what was the hospital's response? Like when, when you contacted them, first of all, what's your email address? I'm going to send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the hospital's response? And And... I mean, you're from Thunder Bay. You give a lot to the community in Thunder Bay. Uh, you give a lot to the Sick Kids Foundation here. And, and now you're reaching out in London. What goes, you know, I mean, I know that you've got, you know, one of the biggest hearts in the Remax system, Ben, and you love giving back. But London, iPads, they're already raising money. How do you... Um, well, you know what? I, I when I, as soon as I opened up the email, I texted Scott right away, uh, who's the CEO, and I know him on a personal level, so I had a cell phone number. So I texted him and I said, you know what, Scott, I want to replace the iPads right away, and he's like, great. Like he, you know, he was surprised that I wanted to do that. But that correlation between, you know, the 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 kids that are there that come for treatment, um, where we are, you know, we don't have the same um, facilities that we have, like sick kids. So a lot of the kids go there. And it literally was very serendipitous that morning because when I opened up the email, you know, I just finished spending a week with one of the children who went there. And the night before, I was uh, at a friend's house having dinner and their 10-year-old uh, was playing on his iPad and he was showing me stuff that was on the iPad. And I was blown away. So the next morning to get this email after spending, you know, uh, having a dinner with one of the families that, that that has benefited from sick kids and spending a week with the child champion of of London uh, really motivated that. And I, I wanted to do something to show. I mean, I did it because of you know the children that go there from Thunder Bay. They were blown away that a donor from Thunder Bay wanted to do it. But there is that Thunder Bay connection there. Um, so then you know London. Uh, they contacted me after the foundation and they said that uh, the London Free Press wanted to do a story on the stolen iPads and the fact that these donors stepped up to the plate. So she called me and she says, you know, we don't get a lot of press coverage and we'd love for you to be in the story because you're not from London. So, um, yes, yeah, so we did the story and it went out. and It was just a feel-good story about, you know, something bad that can happen, you know, idiots that went and stole uh, three iPads, and now they're being replaced with, with 10 iPads, actually, raise enough money for Oh, yeah. that's amazing. That, that story gets better because Vince actually said to them, do not mention I'm a realtor. 
Right? Yeah. So when I did, so when I did the story, yeah. So when I did the story, I, I told the lady because she says, you know, what do you do, whatever. And I says, I'm part of Children's Miracle Network and Remax, but I didn't want that to be the focal point of the story. I wanted the, the part of the story that you know these these iPads were stolen. They're being replaced by a donor. They love the fact that the donor wasn't from London. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'd rather just be you know Vince Marabelli from Thunder Bay donor, not uh, uh, broker with Remax. I, I didn't want that aspect of the story being in there. That alone is amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about the child champion and how you came to to know this child and and what connection you have uh, to this child? Yeah, so I I volunteer at a a camp in Thunder Bay called Camp Quality. Now, there's eight of them across Canada. There's also one down here in the Toronto area, and it's a camp for children with cancer. I've been volunteering there for 11 years, and so we came across Hunter, who is the child champion. So he is a child that at two years old developed HLH, which is uh, an immune uh, disorder in the blood. Uh, cancer. And so he, you know, his, he was given very little time to live and he fought back. And now he, you know, is this, you know, great little kid that all of a sudden London, you know, he's very photo- photographic and, you know, he does, he's just full of energy. And if you ever see him, he's one of the cutest kids you'll ever meet. And so London made him the uh, child champion for this year for Children's Miracle Network, as well as he was the Dairy Queen boy for uh, for Miracle <laughs> Treat Day. Uh, and if you go on to uh, Facebook and you find any of these videos and watch them, you'll see... Exactly why. Why, exactly why. Just this lovable, little, cute little kid. Um, so that's how I came across with the, with the relationship. And I just finished spending a week with them. And, and when you see these children and when you hear stories about how they go from near death to all of a sudden they're healthy five, six years later. It's just amazing. Yeah, so many stories of survival for sure. You know, Vince, I, I mean, you've participated in so many different fundraising activities and, and give, give, given back to communities. I mean, there's Million Dollar Smiles, Motorcycle for Miracles, Camp Quality, Children's Miracle Network, Sick Kids Foundation, and now the London Hospital with the iPads. I mean, there's so many different places that you go, but the it, it seems to be all around you know giving back to the kids and and being for the kids I, I love kids i don't have my own kids and people always ask that what's your connection do you have kids have you had a sick child and i, I don't i don't I've, you know, i'm not married i don't have children but i just love kids and when you see them in that state you know especially you know when you go to camp quality or when you see them sick in the hospital i also volunteer at my local hospital in pediatrics department so when you see that, there's nothing more vulnerable than seeing a sick child. And, you know, if we have the opportunity to give back and to help them, why wouldn't we? Absolutely. And in terms of these iPads for the hospital, um, where where are they used? Are they primarily in the pediatric ward or where are they being used? So they were being used in an area called EEG waiting area. So it's for uh, children that have a neurological uh, problems. So these iPads are there to distract the kids because obviously kids, you know, a hospital can be a very scary place. But when these iPads are there, they forget about everything. And so um, I learned this about 10 years ago. I, I, uh, uh, my friend's son was going in for surgery, cancer, prostate cancer at the age of six. And so he was going in for surgery. And I went into the surgical room before his surgery. I was there to support the family. And he was playing on this Nintendo game system. And I remember thinking to myself, I was scared for him and I would be scared for my life, but he was playing on this video game and it completely distracted him from the fact that he was going into a surgery that was a life altering. Well, we can't be distracted by the fact that you do some amazing work. Um, is there a place where people can go to get more information about who you are and the work that you do beyond um, real estate? 
Beyond real estate? Yeah. Um, well, I, on my website, there's some stuff that I do in the community on there. So vincemirabelli.com. Um, so it lists some of the charities that I, uh, that I work with. Because I do, I do enjoy promoting the charities I'm with. I mean, on a real estate standpoint, you know, real estate, you know, it's a great career. But um, I get more out of giving back to all these charities. And some of those extend into the region as well, into York region, like Million Dollar Smiles. They go out and build playgrounds for children that are in need, and, and they could be in our region. So, you know, we th- we thank you not only from the region, but I think the real estate industry thanks you for being who you are. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in studio. It was a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, we're going to get to our listener questions next. You all set? I'm ready. Okay, the first question comes from Daniela in Woodbridge. She's getting ready to sell her home, but she wants to avoid the open house mistakes. Can you share the biggest mistakes that sellers make when they are staging an open house? Sure. <laughs> Great question, Danielle. And, and I think what we're going to, let's talk security first. So a lot of people will have, you know, valuable items out on display. And, and with open houses, you have so many different people walking through your house. I mean, they're safe because the realtor's there and sometimes there's a couple of realtors in the open house. But you don't want anything that's going to entice people to want to steal that item or damage that item. So put away anything valuable, lock up anything that, you know, is really expensive and, uh, and, and make sure that you've secured, you know, drawers or cabinets that, that you keep valuables in or, or store valuables in. So that would probably be first and foremost. Secondly, it's, it's making sure that your home appeals to all five senses. So, you know, having the right music on for, for the ambiance, having, you know, the house, it has to smell nice. I mean, you can't, you can't have just cooked, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. you know, before you're, you're hosting your open house because you have to air it out and, and just make sure, you know, they say air fresheners with fresh baked cookie smell, things like that. So make sure that your house is presentable. All the lights are on, all the light bulbs have been changed, and that that you're appealing to people as they walk in because they're going to be deciding your, you know, if they want to buy your house within about 30 or 40 seconds of walking into your house. And you're so right about that. I remember going into an open house. This was, you know, probably a, a decade or more ago. And uh, I remember that uh, the homeowners were sitting there relaxed on the couch. They were there for the open house. They didn't really engage with the potential buyers. Um, the house was quite cluttered. It was dirty. And I knew within those first few minutes that I don't even want to walk through this. I just want to get myself out and leave. That's true. And that's the, that's a great point is leave. Do not stay at the house during an open house for two reasons. One is you don't want people coming in and asking you questions that may jeopardize the sale. So 
get out of the house, let people walk around. They're going to be more comfortable. They're going to be able to talk about it openly and they're going to spend more time in your house. So uh, whether it's for showings or for open houses, get out of the house. Okay. Our next question comes from Emily in Richmond Hill. She has heard stories about sellers, including their car and other items in the sale of a home. Have you heard of this here? And what are the benefits or the dangers of something like this? There is, and obviously the benefits are to entice the buyer to purchase the property. And actually the strangest one I heard was uh, the family dog was included. Oh my. uh, Because they were downsizing (laughs) and they couldn't take the dog to the condo and the buyer had fallen in love with this dog uh, during their visits to the home and he asked the realtor to put the dog into the offer. And at first the seller was caught off guard but said, you know what, I want the dog to stay here. You know, the dog's very comfortable here. Uh, but so they they counteroffered with, can I visit the dog every couple of weeks? And wow, so, this sounds uh, like a reality show. Yeah, so <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the strangest one I've heard. But you have heard people including boats or cars. I'm going to recommend doing it in a side deal, not on the transaction, because you don't want anything jeopardizing the actual transaction. So if you want to do a side deal, then, then you could put it all into a, a legal document, have the proper deposits and and get it done that way. Okay, a couple of terrific questions this week. Thank you. Um, time now for our hot listing of the week, and joining us in studio is Heather Cooper from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Hi, everyone. This week's hot listing is a beautiful home located at Middlefield and Denison in Markham. This home has been extensively renovated, including a finished basement with a separate entrance, as well as a bedroom and bathroom. Upstairs features three bedrooms, three bathrooms, Some of the updates include the roof, the kitchen, bathrooms, hardwood flooring throughout, pot lights, and a bright enclosed porch. The owners did a fantastic job with the renovations, and when you step in, it really looks like a brand new home. It's beautiful. And what's the listing uh, price for this? The listing price on this one is $899,000. Asif, what's your take on this uh, property? That's a great price. I'm that Middlefield and Denison area is so close to everything. You're, you're right by you know, Markham Road and 14th Avenue where all the restaurants and big box outlets are. You're close to Steele's. The TTC comes right through there. Uh, great schools, brand new state-of-the-art community center right at uh, Middlefield and 14th Avenue. There's so much happening there. It's such a great area. Uh, and you know what? There's, there's huge parks around, walking trails, golf courses. You've got everything right around there. That sounds amazing. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. All right. This home has three bedrooms and an extra bedroom in the basement, four bathrooms. Um, it's listed for 899000 and they can contact Muhammad Rahman at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.